This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Dirty thieves, you know. Oh we got a problem with these type of people. Uh, copper thieves. Um, they're targeting street lights. So far in London, Ontario, 900 meters of copper wire has been uh, stolen from these street lights. Last year, there was 6,000 meters stolen from the same source. So I wonder if it picks up in the summer. Uh, when well, the weather's yeah. warm. You don't want to be pulling copper wire out of street lights in February. You need those fingerless gloves, you know. Yeah. You get cold. You get your tongue stuck to the pole accidentally. <laughs> you know when you're concentrating and you like <laughs> like when you're drawing, you stick your tongue. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But it's annoying. It cost the city $55,000 so far this year. Last year, it cost them $335,000. And then everybody living on those streets has no street lights, so it's super dark. Great for the kids, though, whose moms say, you better be home when the street lights come on. <laughs> yeah, little Johnny, it's 4 a.m. <laughs> Johnny's been gone for eight days. <laughs> well, they, they are technically targeting like streets that have less residential Houses on them. You're so less likely to get caught, they're, right? They're describing it as like organized crime, as organized as this type of mess could be. But yeah, they're scouting out streets and then like, you know, picking which ones are easy targets. Who has that idea in the first place? You know, like, who's the guy who's like, who knows how to do it, first of all? Could you get copper wire out of a, a street light? I guess we could probably figure it if out. If I now. wanted meth bad enough, I probably could. <laughs> now that we know about it. Or but. if there's like a guy who used to work in the industry and then fell on some hard times and get, started, right. you know, running with the wrong crowd or something like that. You know, it's like when a security guard works at a factory or something and then like they're the one who helps people break in. Yeah, inside job mm-hmm. in a way. But it's like it's like once somebody finds out that there's a source of copper wire, the word travels, right? Maybe maybe people talk about it on the radio. Is that <laughs> about to say. <laughs> well, it looks like the copper Whoops. wire budget in London just went up another five hundred thousand dollars a year. Thanks a lot, Taz and Jim. <laughs> Our bad. No, we're warning people. We're warning Shut people. <laughs> Keep an eye on your neighborhood. That's what if we're you, telling if people. If you see someone who doesn't look like they should be rooting around inside a uh, street light. Call the cops. Mm-hmm. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Join the show anytime. One eight three three Taz and Jim. That's one eight three three eight two nine six five four six. We got some text messages to go through here. Taz and Jim. My buddy at work just got a text from his wife asking if he was trying to be the worst husband in the world because he left some chip crumbs on the couch after eating chips last night. Just curious, what do you guys think? On a scale of one to worst husband in the world, where would you rank chip crumbs on the couch? (laughs) So this is this guy's buddy at work? That's what he says. I don't know. It could be him. (laughs) So my buddy at work has chip crumbs all over the couch. You want me to call the guy? Yeah. It's definitely not worst husband in the world. It could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm. What else has he done is my question. Oh, come on. It's totally him. (laughs) It is, and his wife listens to the show. (laughs) He's scared now. (laughs) 
Or maybe he's just at work and can't answer. I actually just got in trouble for this for my, not wife, but fiance. We just bought a leather couch for the basement. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't let the dogs on the on this couch. They're allowed on the upstairs couch. No dogs on this Not couch. Not on the it's new couch. Nice leather couch. Yeah. And I was eating McDonald's on it like three weeks ago. And, uh, you got scolded. I got scolded. Yeah, she's not not that I was doing anything wrong. She's like, "Be careful." I was like, "What?" She's like, "That's our nice couch." Okay. And then and then she spread the cushions and then like did like the hand swipe and like she checked. She, she did the she for did residue. The yeah, yeah. She's serious. Wow. So and there is, was some. This is a common concern. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> this is a common concern then. Yeah, I hear you, buddy. I hear you. But I was never called the worst, worst you know, husband, husband in the world. In the world. Yeah. If it's just the chip crumbs, I'd say it's about a, a two on the scale of one to worst husband in the world. But if it's been an a, accumulation of other bad behavior, like, are you having an affair? Uh, <laughs> Did you put, did you remortgage the family home to buy Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now the value has fallen, crashed. It's worth half what it was. If you did those things and then the crumbs on the couch, yeah. you might be worst husband in the world. And then all she wants to do after a hard day's work is sit on the couch and enjoy an episode of Friends. She just sits down with shorts and all of a sudden, <laughs> leg crumbs. Yeah. No. Over. So there's some some additional factors there, but I, if that's it, I would say you are not the worst husband in the world. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If you have been ticketed by Hamilton police in a public park for drinking alcohol, you may be getting a refund in the near future. Yeah, it depends what year you got busted. 70s, 80s, 90s. Sorry, you were charged. You're going to have to continue to suck that up. But if you were charged for drinking in a Hamilton park after the year 2005, you may be entitled to a refund. This is a weird story, and I don't know exactly how they discovered this, but Hamilton City Council just yesterday discovered that in their books they realized, wait, this law expired in 2005, and we've still been charging people. So They've been enforcing a law that's not on the books. Yes, it's not on the books. And there has been, I think, 44 people who have paid that fine since 2005. Uh, I guess like $3,939 has been paid towards that type of fine. It says 44 people. I'm not sure if we have any repeat offenders here, <laughs> which would be awesome. One guy could re- be responsible for about 12 of those. True, true. But they're saying that if you're, since your name is in the system, you, you will be getting a refund here in the next uh, little bit. That's awesome. And I love it too. There's one, uh, one counselor called John Paul Danko, and he said uh, he has been known himself to pour a beer into a, quote, traveler cup when he takes his children to the park sometimes you have to it's the only thing that gets you through the day i don't know how old john paul's kids are but uh i know that the the parents in my neighborhood will sometimes meet at the park with a couple of travelers i got i got a question uh counselor danko how big is this cup (laughs) What do we have? We got one of these Bubba refrigerators. <laughs> the Bubba mug. Oh, yeah, baby. It's going to be a long day down at the yep. park. <laughs> but there, there is, if you're thinking you're getting a refund, you may not be because Hamilton police 
do ticket people for offenses under provincial liquor laws, including drinking in non-licensed public places, including municipal parks. So if you've been charged on the provincial level for a provincial liquor law offense, you are not getting any money back. But if you've been charged under the uh, city of Hamilton, that's where you're going to see the refund. Hmm. I hope you kept adequate paperwork of your charges. This is great. You're getting money back for your license plate sticker, money back because you're drinking in the park. (laughs) (laughs) Great time to be irresponsible. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, got a text message from one of our listeners. It says, hey, Taz, you have to ask Jim about the soccer team he's playing on for the summer. My team played against him on the weekend, and he definitely was the odd man out. What does that mean? I, I I don't know if I stick out that much. I feel like I'm at home, but I do. I maybe I do a little bit. Um, I am on a new team this summer, and I was playing like a buddy. I, I I was playing on two indoor soccer teams in the winter, and one of the guys from my Friday night team that I only played a couple games with. And I didn't really know that well. Was like, oh yeah, you're a pretty good goalie. We were looking for a goalie in the summer. Are you interested? I was like, ah, maybe. So I gave him my number. He said he was going to give my phone number to uh, the coach of the team. So I kind of forgot about it. And then I got a random text, and it was like, hey, James gave me your number. And I said, who's James? Because I forgot. And he's like, oh, he's the Chinese guy on your soccer team. I was like, oh, okay. So I start talking to this guy. And he's like, oh, here's how much it costs, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And then he's... You're playing goalie. Goalies are in high demand. Big time, big time. So he sends me an email and he's like, okay, the email is greatwallfc at hotmail.com. I start thinking, am I going to be the only guy on a team with all Chinese people? That'd be cool if it was, but I don't really know. And and then so I I go out for a beer with a guy uh, who used to work here, Tom, and he... uh, uh, goes to me, are you on an all-Chinese soccer team? We just got our player list for our first game in the season, and it was all Chinese names on this on the list. And then at the bottom, it said goalie Jim Kelly. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I don't know. I guess so. So I ended up getting uh, added to this WhatsApp group. And uh, for Great Wall FC, it's all in Mandarin. All the text. So you don't far. understand a word that no, anyone says. No, no, it was in Mandarin. Like it's <laughs> symbols I don't recognize. And then the one post it goes, "Welcome to our goalkeeper, Mr. Jim Kelly. Our defense depends on you, brother." And then back to Mandarin. <laughs> and so, uh, so I go, I go. Uh, we have our game on Sunday. It was funny because like we're sitting, like the game's about to start, and uh, we we're huddled around in the circle, and the big uh, pregame speech is going on. All the directions from the captain, all in Mandarin, and I'm like sitting in the in the huddle. I'm like trying to figure out ba- by based on hand movements or something if I can figure out what the what, game plan is. Yeah, here. what the plays are. Yeah, and so they wrapped it up, and then uh, then he turns to me and he's like, "Okay, Jim." I was like, "I think I got the gist. We're good." So we <laughs> went and played. We lost two nothing. It was a good hard fought battle. I got a few shots, you know, let a few in, but that's a stressful team name when you're the goaltender. Great wall. I know. Because you're expected to be the great wall. Well, it doesn't let anything pass. There was a movie that came out. It was called Great Wall, and it was in China, and there was one white guy, Matt Damon, yeah. who showed up and helped. So I think that's the theme. You're the Matt Damon? I hope so. <laughs> Wasn't that movie? We're gonna have to- 
Wasn't that movie a massive flop? <laughs> yeah, that team. I mean, we're all one right now. Well, you never know. We'll see what happens. But a great group of guys. I got a picture here. We took a team picture to start off the season. Let me see if this I can. This, this is the squad. Let me see if I can find you. <laughs> Your big pink head in the back. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I'm looking forward to it. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, police are investigating after a vehicle belonging to Mitch Marner was carjacked in Toronto on Monday. Boy, he's had a rough couple of days, huh? <laughs> I mean, in his life, that's rough. Toronto police say the carjacking occurred in the area of Queensway and Islington Avenue around 7.46 p.m. Monday night. It was in the parking lot of a Cineplex movie theater. Now, it doesn't specifically say that Mitch Marner was driving the vehicle, but the vehicle did belong to him, and it was a man who was carjacked. Uh, Two, three suspects. Two of them had handguns, and one of them had a knife. That's pretty scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you never know. Even if they don't intend to use them, you never know when something goes wrong and then a gun goes off. Very nice black Range Rover was taken. I wonder if the uh, if the people who stole it are kind of like, oh boy, what do we get ourselves into here? Like a heat score. Yeah. 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 I didn't know this was Mitch Marner's car, or did they target the vehicle because it was Mitch Marner's car, and they were a little disappointed with what happened on Saturday. <laughs> this was like a couple angry TikTok dads who have been yelling at the TVs and going viral. Do you know how much money I bet on the Leafs to win in game six? <laughs> this Range Rover barely covers it. Uh, it's not funny, man. I'd be terrified. A couple of guns and knife. Uh, luckily, nobody was injured. Uh, police saying the male victim of the carjacking went to Toronto Police's 22 Division to give a statement on Monday evening. If, it seems like the Canadian news outlets are not saying it was Mitch Marner, but the New York Post and a couple other American outlets, they could be wrong. They're directly saying it was Mitch Marner in the vehicle. Well, it would make sense, right? Sure, it's his car. It's his car. Also, he's at the Cineplex movie theater. Mitch Marner has been working very hard for the past couple of months. He hasn't had had time to go see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So finally, he gets a day off. What's he going to do? Uh, you know the spoilers are slowly leaking out onto the internet. He wants to, he wants to go see the movie. Before, he was living in a bubble, you know. Yeah. yeah. Before he finds out uh, <laughs> about the the big Marvel cameos, you think this is this is Mitch Marner's life? Maybe. I I, I bet he was going to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse <laughs> of Madness. I would put money on it. Hmm. What else is in theater? That's basically it. He must have. Top Gun isn't out for Not a couple yet. of weeks. No. Damn. Yeah. I hope he still got to see the movie before one of the cops spoiled it for him. Oh, you're going to see uh, Doctor Strange? Well, stay till the end credits because such and such and so and so. Oh, great. Here. Just when my day couldn't get any worse. <laughs> I want to see a peacock. All right. Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is back with us here. Dev, talking soccer. And specifically, 
eSports soccer. What's going on? Yeah, I was a, a little disappointed and surprised to see this uh, news come out that FIFA is no longer going to be part of EA Sports FIFA soccer. After the next Women's World Cup in August of 2023, EA Sports will rebrand their soccer franchise video game as EA Sports FC and this is all to blame with FIFA because FIFA wanted more money and EA Sports told them to get lost. So if you like the, you know, FIFA, the soccer game, the video game, uh, no longer will you be able to play the World Cup after 2023 because FIFA got greedy. It's it's a, it's a rare instance of FIFA getting greedy. Okay, but 2022 Canada's World Cup team will be in the game. They should be, yeah. No, so this this will last until 2023, August of 2023. And after that, FIFA say they are going to make their own video game. Uh, hmm. The problem for FIFA is EA Sports holds exclusive access to the Champions League, the Premier League, and other soccer competitions. <laughs> so I don't know why anyone is going to want to buy the FIFA game when they can't play as Manchester United or they can't go to the Champions League or do all of this stuff. I mean, you just It's going to be stupid. Like they, they were making $150 million a year, and this wasn't enough for them. Euro Cup probably still going to be part of it because that's UEFA, isn't it? UEFA, and uh, so everything that's UEFA will still be an EA Sports FC. That includes uh, the Champions League as well. So if it's UEFA, you're good. But this, to me, is really disappointing because uh, FIFA is what got me into soccer uh, many, many years ago because I didn't know a lot of the players. I would play the game, and I started to learn the game and who the players were because of the video games. So to not have the World Cup is disappointing, but it's still not the end of the world. But this game is what got me into soccer and to see it break apart because FIFA is just being FIFA like they always are is is kind of disappointing me too dev love fifa played it for 20 years with my buddies we always like drink beer if there's nothing else to do and play fifa so it sounds like the game is basically intact but there won't be the international rosters of the team each individual league will have its individual players and individual teams individual jerseys there just won't be a world cup portion of it that's right Okay, well, that's not a big loss. <laughs> I mean, that is the, the that is the, to play the best players on the in the game. You play the world, even for hockey or yeah. anything. You you play the you know the the best team when you play Team Canada versus Team USA. That's the best team you can get on the ice. But yeah, yeah that's not I a don't huge know about, loss. It used to be Ronaldo. Yeah, on whatever his. Club I don't know is. about you and your buddies, but like we United. We, me and my friends, we used to do like our own like kind of little mini World Cup tournament and then get st- extremely pissed off yeah. at each other when someone won. So like you could do that with Champions League, so it's still there. It's yeah. just not the You're World still getting Cup. huge True. fights with your friends. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Apparently, two-thirds of Canadians are taking their cell phones into the bathroom with them, mm-hmm. which uh, poses the question, what the heck are the other one-third doing to entertain themselves while they're on the toilet? I'm going to say Reader's Digest? <laughs> I don't know. Reading the back of a shampoo bottle? Yeah. This is a survey <laughs> by the cybersecurity company NordVPN. And they say 65% of Canadians bring their phones into the toilet with them. 
uh, less than the average of 10 countries that were polled. So Canada's on the low end of, of bringing smartphones into the bathroom. Do you think that there's more men sitting down to pee now because of smartphones? You take your phone into the bathroom and, you know, you, you have websites, your favorite apps you want to scroll through. So even though it's a number one, you sit down anyways. There probably is, but I just I still read the phone while I'm standing up and peeing. I'm that Dangerous. much of an addict. Well, that you're that much of a, a thrill seeker, daredevil, <laughs> living on the edge, Jim. Yeah, I know. I go by sound. That's how I know when I'm hitting the spot. I know? meant dropping your phone into the toilet bowl. Oh, I thought you meant bad aim because I'm like getting excited <laughs> by Twitter or something like that. No. <laughs> Even at the urinal at work, I will, I will, as I'm peeing, even though it's only 15, 20 seconds, I'm such a pathetic tech addict that I will pull my phone out at the urinal. Oh, we should swap your And take your pictures. Phone. <laughs> and take pictures. And I will enhance the pictures yeah, to make yeah. it look bigger. I will shrink the urinal. <laughs> Photoshop. Is this Photoshop? Did you make your ding dong look bigger? No, no, no but I did stand on a stool, so the perspective, man, <laughs> it's like Lord I of the Rings. Make, I did make the urinal smaller. <laughs> but like, if, if anybody else is listening, like I will, like if I'm in my office and I have to go to the bathroom and my phone's not with me, I will go into the kitchen where it's charging, grab my phone, then go into the bathroom. Like it yeah. boggles my mind but that people it's, aren't. It's like grabbing the newspaper back in the yeah, day. Yeah. You used to be sitting in in a stall in the uh, bathrooms here at work, and you would hear like the rustling of a newspaper. Oh yeah, and the page would turn. And then sometimes, you know, if there was a courteous person using the toilet, they would leave the newspaper folded up and True. like stick it in the little. Remember the Unsung someone hero. would stick the newspaper yes. in the crack of the stall just so the next person had something and to read. I think read. that was Dave Longfield, rest his heart, who used oh, to work yeah. here. He was an old school guy too, but yeah, that is handy. It'd be nice too when they're reading the newspaper, they hand you the funny papers under the stall. Yeah, it's more of a community thing. You sound bored in there, Jim. You you want to read some Garfield strips? <laughs> <laughs> that Hagrid the Horrible. What's he up to? <laughs> yeah, I, I bring the phone in there all the time. I'm happy I to hear help. you do it, too. I thought, because I'm hiding from the kids when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I, I yeah, spend time, time in there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's the only place I can get some peace and quiet to do some online poker or, you know, uh, <laughs> Go through Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know what else to do with my hands. I'm just going to stare at the shower. I want to see a peacock. Let's take a look at sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Well, after being spoiled for a couple weeks, last night we had no hockey playoffs and no basketball playoffs going on. We had uh, the Blue Jays, and I'm uh, sure everybody uh, like me watched the uh, the Ontario debate, right? I mean, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I legitimately almost fell asleep watching the debate last night, and I watched that stuff on purpose. I took it as an opportunity to go to bed early with no basketball, no <laughs> hockey on. But good for you, Dev. Who won the debate? No, uh, the people who went to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> and who won the Blue Jays game? Uh, the Blue Jays won, and they won thanks to UC Kikuchi, who I think 
is one of the keys to their season this year. I mean, there's a lot of attention, as it should be, on Berrios. Uh, Gosman has been great this year. Manoa has been good. But UC Kikuchi, to me, is the real key because... He is their fifth starter, so it's weird for the fifth starter to be the key to your rotation. But Hyunjin Ryu, um, I don't know if you can really count on him anymore. He was their ace a couple of years ago, but he ended last year really struggling. He started this year really struggling. He was just on the IL. He came back on Saturday and looked good, so that's great. But I just don't know if you can count on him. And UC Kikuchi <laughs> has really turned it around with Toronto okay since he does? joined the rotation. <laughs> you got an old man smoker laugh going on over here. That is the best name. That's the best name I've ever heard. UC Kikuchi. It sounds like a children's show, like a Cocoa Melon, you know? <laughs> sounds like something a little more offside than that oh, to me. Oh, grow up, Jim. UC Kikuchi, you don't hear that? Come on. UC Kikuchi and his brother, I see Kikuchi. <laughs> we all see Kikuchi as their cousin. I hope we all see a lot of Kikuchi this year, because if we do, that means the season is probably going really well for the Blue Jays. <laughs> Good. The more Kikuchi, the merrier. <laughs> but he, I mean, seriously, he was an all-star for the Mariners last year. He struggled in the second half of the season, however, and that's why the Mariners just let him go. If the Blue Jays can work their magic with Pete Walker, Kikuchi can be a uh, security blanket of sorts for Ryu and can be a real stud in the rotation and can really be what galvanizes them this season. I might have to buy a jersey. That's awesome. Thanks, Dev. <laughs> This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.